What is up, beautiful humans? Today's episode is dear to my heart. For the first time, we have Belle and Emma, two souls that are very close to my heart. We have become like family since we all have all um, been living in Austin, Texas. We all met each other through social media and for and from attending retreats um, that I hosted. And so I'm excited for you to hear them uh, and their perspective about following intuition and trusting your inner, trusting your inner knowing, trusting yourself, knowing that you have the tools and the guidance for yourself and knowing the difference between fear and intuition. And that's what we're going to dive into today. And you hear some really cool perspectives and their own stories and how, man, these two are just so sweet, so dear to my heart. I love both of them. Um, goddesses, queens, soft, powerful, empowered, and they're it's been beautiful being part of their journey and I'm excited for you to get to know them. And if you haven't already, make sure you know do you do all the podcast things like subscribe and follow and leave a review. But for real, it would mean the world. So if you can leave a review so it could help get recommended to other amazing humans like you who are searching for the truth that they already have within them so we can remind them how amazing they are, that would be amazing or just share this with a friend. And all right, y'all. Let's do this thing. Thank you for being here. Cue the intro and let's go. Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. All righty, this is a very special episode. I'm excited to talk to two of my favorite people, um, two friends who have now turned into family. And yeah, like I'm just super excited because I mean, I do podcasts with friends, you know, most of the time. But this is different because obviously I spend so much time with you guys. So anyway, Emma and Belle, and just so everyone knows, they're sharing a mic. But Emma and Belle, welcome. Thank you for being here. Hi, thank you. <laughs> and Hi, Ben. <laughs> and and this is both of their f- first podcasts that they've ever done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so let's... Um, so we're going to go through why... Why I wanted to all like talk together is, of course, because we're doing a retreat together. So this is going to be, quote unquote, natural promotion for it. But really, it's about focused around intuition, how important it is to listen and go through with these feelings and callings. Um, And we all met through the retreats that we have been a part of together. So I would love if we just begin just at our experiences so, Emma, do you have the mic in your hand? Yeah, I have the mic. So, do you want to share your experience? From the beginning? Just Yeah, let's just go from the beginning. We'll chat away. <laughs> we'll riff. But you guys are in for a treat. These are two queens and goddesses, mm-hmm. like, truly, that I love dearly with all my heart. Aww. We love you. <laughs> um, okay, so my journey with Ben kind of started a little over a year ago. I went to his very first ever retreat in La Jolla, California. And 
it changed my whole entire life. I can <laughs> honestly say that. Um, but it really did. So I went to the retreat and pretty much immediately I changed everything about what I was doing in my life. So I beforehand, before I went to the retreat, I was working in mental health care um, at a psychiatric clinic and was really struggling with my own mental health. And then, yeah, I just felt the call, I guess you could say, to go to the retreat in La Jolla. And pretty much like three weeks later, I gave up my home, sold all my furniture, sold all my things, quit my job, became a full-time nomad and traveled for the entire year. And over the course of that time, I, yeah, I went all over the U.S., became super close with Ben, which I knew I would before I ever met him. So why, so I'm going to stop you there. Why or where did that, or how did you know? How did I know about you? How did you know that? Yeah, we would be close. Um, cause probably, cause right. Like when you told me that I was probably like, okay, sure. Yeah. And I knew you were like, okay, sure. Because (laughs) I was like, this guy probably has everybody be like, yeah, brother, we're, we're meant to be friends. (laughs) 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 And I just knew, so before we ever connected, I found your podcast. This is so funny. I'm just Mm -hmm. realizing this. I found your podcast and honestly, through divine timing, I don't even know how I found it. And we exchanged a couple DMs back and forth on Instagram. And I just, I just had this feeling that we were like family. And I was like, I know I'm going to tell him this and he's going to think I'm a crazy person, but I'm going (laughs) to tell him anyways. And I got to figure out like how to be friends and anyways we had the calls um talking about the retreat beforehand and then when I got there and I saw you I just had this like oh and actually we met before that because remember you came through Phoenix and we got coffee yes and then I felt like I'm meeting a famous person (laughs) (laughs) at coffee at coffee Mm -hmm. yeah because you were the only person I knew who was doing the work in this way in this way Mm -hmm. and that was so unique to me like I was listening to other like podcasts that were really big names and that were talking about spirituality and healing and stuff and then you were the truly the first person I had in my real life that was doing the work and talking about the work outside of a clinical setting that's dope yeah so what happened then which part I guess I don't know where I stopped you because I was going to ask because I asked about like how you knew that we would be friends oh, forever. Mm-hmm. So then you were at the retreat. So then, yeah. Then so then we, I go to the retreat and I pretty much just knew right away. Like I walked into the room, you were talking with Adrian and I had this like knowing of like, not only are you my people, but like these are my people and there's something here mm. and it just felt like so natural and exciting, but just like the, it just was. That's cool. And then, Belle, for you, how, what was it like? Hi, I'm Belle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hi, Belle. Hi. <laughs> so, yeah, I met Ben through social media. Then I, um, we DM'd like a few times and I would just liked what you were posting. And then you sent the thing saying, hi, I'm going to be doing these weekly membership calls yeah yeah just so everyone knows i used to message every single person that followed me oh so we're not special i mean what are you saying yeah we're not special since we're in a room together (laughs) 
having dinner, drinking tea, and seeing each other multiple times a week. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he did that, and then he started this weekly calls when he was goal link before he rebranded. Mm-hmm. And he reached out, do you want to come to this, my first retreat? And it was just short notice, so I didn't go to the first one, which is where Emma was. And I knew I wanted to go to the next one whenever it was. So it was in the back of my mind. And every week I would be on these calls. You were, and yeah, just so everyone knows, you were the only person that was there literally every single week. Wow. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Committed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. I really loved, I mean, I just loved all the topics. And I feel like I was always like a Ben cheerleader from day one. Yeah. (laughs) And then, (laughs) so then I knew I wanted to go to the next retreat. And when you posted that, I think I was like, yes. And I think I said yes before I let myself think no. And Mm. that was pretty good because then the fear sat in like right after I was like, oh my gosh, I already said I was going. Of like, how will I tell people I'm going and all that? And then um, I think the hardest part of like not knowing was that I like didn't know how to describe what this retreat was for. To the people who knew you. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like a typical yoga retreat or business retreat. Yeah, this was kind of just... What is this? It wasn't even, I wouldn't even say like spiritual back then. I would just say growth and healing. Yeah. And that's kind of what I would say. They'd be like, so what are you going to do? And I'd be like, I don't know. And they'd be like, (laughs) well, that's kind of weird that you're just going. You don't know anything of what, but I knew it was magical. I knew the people that were coming were going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd been through all the weekly calls and liked everything you talk about. So yeah, I went (laughs) in September Mm -hmm. in Austin, Texas and met emma who worked it with ben Mm -hmm. and um had plans of moving to nashville and then that changed and now we're all in austin and i live with emma oh yeah just just breezing over things but no this is good because yeah let's so let's really because what i want to dive into is really like listening to your intuition to those callings Mm -hmm. and and trusting life to work out because even how you guys have moved in together like that wasn't planned so you guys tell that story because you guys met at the retreat for the first time in person Mm -hmm. but you guys didn't talk or anything after that yeah i'll tell my side first so Mm -hmm. i like i said i had thoughts of moving to nashville i was all in and then when i left the retreat i was planning to go shortly after and i had all these like resisting feelings come up Mm -hmm. and I was like I don't know what these are about but they're definitely real and I just let it ride out a little bit and then um I mean it's it's also crazy like Ben was going to visit Austin at first and when he said that like my whole body got like jealous I was like I want to go to Austin oh before the retreat no after Oh, after the retreat. When you were when you were going there in November from Hawaii. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And when you said that, I was like, he can just do that. He can just go and leave. And I mm. want to go to Austin. And then I was like, wait, why am I saying I want to go to Austin when I thought I wanted to go to Nashville? 
And I realized it was really just like that my priorities have had changed and I wanted to be around people that um, thought the same way that I do. That's and cool. So Nashville, what, cause there's so many different things where we could think like that was probably just like the warm up, right. To get you thinking of, to get you thinking about leaving moving, Minnesota, <laughs> right. Leaving where you were born and raised in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, but the difference in feeling when you talk about that, cause you said your whole body got jealous. I'm not sure if jealous like is there isn't the right word. Right. But it's like full body. I want to be there. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's just also perfect because I was going to move there before the retreat to Nashville mm-hmm. and then COVID got kind of crazy and everything reshut down. And I was like, I'll just wait until after the retreat and me waiting, then having that feeling of like, I really don't want to go there. Now I feel like I'm forcing myself. Well, and we had to move the retreat too. Yeah. Cause we initially had it in Washington, uh, Washington state and then the wildfires happened. So literally two weeks before we moved. Right. And I'd never been to Austin mm-hmm. and I didn't explore a ton even at the retreat, but I just knew, yeah, it was just, it was just the knowing of like mm-hmm. the people here. Um, I knew Emma was here at that moment. I knew there were people that I knew, not that I was like super close with yet, but I knew there were people that I knew and yeah, I was first going to just come stay here. And then it was just like really feeling into that and knowing that I did want to actually move here. And so I said that to Ben, like, okay, I think I was like, I just know I'm going to be moving there Mm -hmm. in December. I said that. And I think then me saying that, you must have heard from Emma that she was looking for a roommate and stuff. And then I connected you guys mm-hmm. through text, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So now Emma go. Okay. Kind of. So now we'll go to <laughs> Emma. That's where we'll leave off. Yeah. So for me, like I said, I was, I had been a nomad for a year. So when COVID hit around that time, um, I just decided that I was going to sell everything and start going around the U.S. and seeing my friends and my family and I've had the ability to do that. So I spent the year going from place to place to place and over time, eventually I met people and started building my community and literally the only person who didn't live in Austin was you, Ben. Mm. And I remember um, right around the time that I had decided that I was also going to move to Austin um, is when Ben sent to me and my other friend a voice or like a video message talking about how he was in Hawaii and he oh, was like, yeah. I'm just not supposed to be here. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to leave. And he booked a flight the next day. And, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah, same thing. Like when he said that, I also was like, oh my gosh, this is so my place. Like all of my people are coming here. I know this is where I'm supposed to be. And I actually really wanted to live alone. And, mm-hmm that just was not working out at all um (laughs) for any reason and i tried so hard and i remember ben and i had a conversation and he mentioned that bell was gonna be moving here and i was like oh i just remembered her at the treat being like so clean like it was kind of my (laughs) (laughs) it was kind of my job to make sure everything was taken care of and people were happy and things were where they needed to be and um it was like 
if I didn't know where something was, Belle knew where something was. And she was like, I was cleaning and she was cleaning. And we were just like doing the whole dance together. And I thought like, this girl rocks. And um, anyway, so when Ben had mentioned her moving here, I was like, oh, she's clean. Like, I'll just live with her. <laughs> like, yeah. that'll be good. <laughs> It'll be super easy. We can get an apartment together or something. And at the time, I was still traveling a lot. So I really thought that I would be gone a lot still and I thought it would be great because we would both have our own space and now it's become like the three of us literally see each other almost on a daily basis yeah it's wild it is wild and we live two minutes apart from each other happened in my life besides with family I don't think yeah (laughs) it's been amazing Mm -hmm. and what's cool what I want to highlight on is how you guys it's it's cool hearing it and like listening and observing because it's really I see it like like a grid or yeah not linear linearly exactly but just how these certain things are like protecting you or like emma right you wanted to live by yourself so badly you tried so hard but it just didn't work and like how easily this happened with bell like how you so find easy. so like, easily we say like how easy like this how it just worked like finding this apartment you wanted me to say how easily it worked yeah okay so Basically, I went a year being unemployed, kind of. <laughs> so when you go through the process of applying for an apartment, there's all of these like documents. You have to prove that you yeah. have a job and like all these different things that I just wasn't able to do. Um, I'd never lived alone before in school. I lived with like on campus and then I lived with family in Phoenix. And so it was just like I was jumping through all these hoops and it just was not working out. And I remember... Um, feeling like so frustrated I was staying in an Airbnb and every single day multiple times a day I would do this like um, visualization practice where I would speak out loud about how grateful I was for my home and what it felt like and how the light came through the windows and all the plants like everything over and over and over again and it's crazy because Ben and Bella are both looking around like this is exactly what we have Mm. but um, and yeah just the living alone was not working out and I remember calling Belle and being like, listen, so I tried to live alone and it didn't work out. I think we should still live together and try to get a place. And I was so tired and so ready to just have a home after being a nomad for a year. It's like you miss your things and attachment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And grounding for sure. And so Belle and I had been on the phone and honestly I was really emotional about it because I was just so ready to be in my own space and she made a comment and said like it, it really can just be easy and I think like the thing that is going to work out for us will be easy and then I hung up the phone got online looked up a two-bedroom apartment it was mm-hmm. the very first one that came up oh wow and I literally called the place right then the girl was like, we'll give you a tour right now. Like, come on. And I, it was after hours I came, she gave me a tour and we ended up in the nicest apartment on the property. Nobody had ever lived in it before. It was so easy, which is wild because how old is this place? Well, it's only two years old still though, but still. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, it's like the most amazing location. It's literally five minutes From from everything and all of our friends and all of our people. And they had us moved in literally the next week. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it was like a week and a half later because I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have an apartment," and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, when do you move in?" I'm like, "Next Monday." (laughs) (laughs) 
I think we got keys before I even had finished working my last job. Yeah, I got the keys. I mean, I, I literally was like, please give me keys. Let me move in. I need my own space. Yeah, because I was like running out of places to stay, basically. Except from nomading and airbnb yeah. and I was spending so much money. I was just like, literally whatever it takes. Yeah, this is so fun to talk about. Like even as close as we are to kind of like get the, the grand perspective of this. And then, Belle, will you talk about how you, I want to hear about quitting your job. Mm-hmm. And then also, before you talk about that, we talk about the Dr. Joe Dispenza retreat. Yeah. Because that comment of what you told the Emma, like, it could just be easy, was heavily inspired by that. Right? Totally. Yeah. Uh, probably just the place I was in when I said that, yes, yeah. definitely. But, I mean, like, you even say that. Like, my mom yeah. has always said that to me. I want to live my life that way so I think it was just easy for me to say that to her (laughs) um yeah but I had so I was going to come to Austin and then I was like no I'm just gonna move there and I like spoke that out into the universe but um I had bought a ticket to go to Florida with my mom in January and she was registered for the Dr. Joe Dispenza full week-long retreat and (laughs) going off of like things are easy and they work out for me I went and I was not registered I was on the wait list and then you did not have a ticket I did not have a ticket and I went and they sent an email that morning saying we're full don't come up and ask Mm -hmm. to get in and oh this is so cool and I was sitting having lunch and my mom had already checked in And people walked by me and I'm like, I recognize them. And it was this couple who had, we had been to their house in September at the retreat. Mm -hmm. Like think how crazy that is. And think how crazy it is that they walked by me at that moment. I actually just got chills. Yeah. So you think of like literally like the, what would we call that web? Like matrix of like this, Mm -hmm. like literally everything's just like in design. That's cool. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just saw her out of the corner of my eye. Then they're like, if you feel you need to be there, you go in there and basically make it happen. And I was like, okay. So I go in, basically said, I feel I'm supposed to be here. They went, okay. And I registered. And like the day before I'd got money and I just, it was like so easy and beautiful. And anyway, so I went to the week long and in one of the meditations that week which if anyone is questioning going to that it's incredible I think every human should go to the week long it was mind-blowingly cool and so in a meditation I was hearing you need to quit your job on Monday yeah I was like this is random and very specific very specific very like abrupt I think this was Thursday or Friday and I was like, no, I need health insurance. I need this. I can't yeah. quit my job. I, All those fears rushed in. And then I remember coming out of the meditation and saying like, okay, if this is really all that I'm practicing this week, um, like basically. So the part of the story was, is that you didn't, you didn't like this, you went to the front desk to the retreat on sunday 
you didn't take any work off because you didn't know if you were going to get in. So you told your job the day before that you were taking a week off. Yeah, which they were not happy with. Yeah. I had enough time and vacation and all the things, but it was obviously... But what did the boss say when you... Well, that was Monday that he said it. He said, I don't know what world you live in kind of a thing. Yeah, like questioning, like, I don't know what world you live in because you just tell an employer a day before, mm-hmm. which I get because I come from a corporate background. Like, as a manager, I get it. Yeah, and when I but heard like, that... But still, like, why I bring that up is because, like, people are going to think you're wild and crazy for for all these things. But, yeah, keep going. Yeah, and when I heard that, it was like, it was that whole dance that I've literally worked so hard on undoing of like listening to my own voice Mm -hmm. versus listening to someone else's. Yeah. And for so long, I, I would not have gone to that week long because I cared more about like pleasing my boss. Yeah. And this was just like such a strong knowing and like believing that I would be taken care of even if I wasn't in this job anymore. And like, I just, I knew I had to be there and whatever there is for someone, it's like that knowing that just feels so strong. And when you listen to it, it is so rewarding. So Monday came and it was like word vomit and I quit my job. And again, I had that feeling of like, okay, I've done this whole week of like surrendering and just like being open to the possibilities and the divine energy and just asking for a sign and like some Mm. ease and it was like that afternoon that emma and i got our apartment and even that we like talked officially we said we were living together and it was like a week later we had our like it all just came like floodgates after and which is but that can be nerve-wracking because we do get in our heads about when is this gonna happen when is this gonna happen how is this gonna happen and then it can literally just boom just all happen Mm-hmm. is this fun for you guys to reflect on yeah <laughs> i remember shaking because i'd quit my job i didn't know yeah you were literally shaking i was physically. literally physically shaking at lunch eating tacos in the <laughs> sunshine <laughs> yeah why i love this is because it's so genuine and just like what so many of us go through and we don't really have a place, you know, to talk about it. So thank you guys for sharing this. Um, why? Because you both have mentioned fear of, I mean, so many different things. Uh, and like, Emma, I'm not sure if we mentioned it, mentioned it in this conversation. But like, because Belle, you just mentioned, you know, quitting the job, doing all these things, like moving. You didn't know how it's going to happen. And then Emma, your thing, what, what was your fear going into the retreat a year ago? So, or in general through this whole process, <laughs> just anything you feel just to my, call to, call what's to my share fear in general. Yeah. Um. Okay. How vulnerable are we going? Oh, as all the way. All the as you feel called. Yeah. Okay. You know how we do. Yeah. So, with going to the retreat, my biggest fear was kind of two things. One, I didn't know how I would afford it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I was very. I mean. I was making decent money for the position I was in, but I also learned about the retreat very last minute too. And it definitely was like the end of what I could afford at the time. I mean, it was expensive. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm worth it. I would a thousand percent pay that amount. Like, again, no doubt. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of the financial side of things, but also it had a lot to do with kind of like what Belle said is I didn't know how to really explain what I was going to. And when people would ask like, why are you taking off for the weekend? And cause at the time I was, I never took a day off. I literally was working every single day. I was taking other people's patients, like just nonstop. But so when everybody was asking me what I was doing, I would say like, Oh, I'm like going to a healing retreat. And there was just like so much fear and Mm -hmm. even just like telling my family and my friends kind of what I was doing. It did sound like, Oh, is there something that we don't know about? Or like, you're going to go and have different beliefs than us. And that's scary for them. And I wasn't ready to share what I knew was changing in my life. And so Mm. I was afraid to tell the people around me because I didn't want them to ask me questions. And over the past year, that's something I've worked through a lot of just like owning where I'm at, but also honoring my emotions and what I'm feeling for how much I want to share with the people around me when it comes to what's changing in my life and how I'm showing up Mm -hmm. and the work that I'm doing and what my beliefs are. And yeah, I mean, it's still something that I work through. Yeah. And so one thing that I didn't know until a couple days ago, the retreat, the cost of the retreat or the investment amount or whatever you want to call it, um, was literally more than your monthly pay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. That's wild. And just so everyone knows, it's actually the most affordable it's ever been. Just because, yeah, I mean, that's a whole different story. So my question is, now that we know these fears mm. and the the resistance, that, that being hesitant, the hesitating, why did you guys say yes? Not only to the retreat, but to all these different things. Um, but you know, like, uh, like think about if you didn't go to the retreat, how different the life would have been. We yeah. literally wouldn't be here. We would not, no. no. When I say like it changed literally my entire life. It was li- like, it did. It was like, I see it like mm-hmm. just like directionally speaking. Yeah. Like, cause it might not necessarily be like, yeah, like the workshops are beautiful, all the fun things. But it was really, it's like a directional thing. Like, do, how would we describe yeah. that? Yeah. I mean. Like a skirt, but a good, <laughs> a good skirt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, for me, if I hadn't have gone to the retreat, honestly, like with where I was at that time when I came, I didn't know anything about energetics and I'm very, very open. I absorb, absorb a lot of energy from mm-hmm. other people and I was working you know, like almost 12 hours a day with taking care of people who were really, really struggling. Ment- mentally. Mentally struggling. Yeah. yeah. And I was in intensive treatment. Um, and so at the time that I went to the retreat, I was struggling so much with my own mental health. I, I actually have journal notes where I wrote down how I was fairly certain that I was schizophrenic. Oh, really? Yeah. When and was so, that? What'd you say? When was that? So that was before I came to the retreat. So like February, 2020. January, February. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. I started having non-epileptic seizures and there were all wow. kinds of just crazy things happening to my body. And I didn't, I was too afraid to talk about it, which is ironic because I worked yeah. in that environment. Yeah. But that was why I was afraid to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I also was just spiraling and so lonely. So yeah. I would, and I was absorbing and I never made time for myself. And I never, like, there were so many things that had happened that year of my life in general. And so when I went to the retreat, I learned one, I'm actually not schizophrenic. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. um, and also it showed me that almost every other person who was there had been in a place where they were also really, really struggling. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I believe meeting the people there and building community from those people is what changed everything for me because I realized I wasn't alone. I was not crazy. There were people who were like me and I also was just in a lot of pain and I didn't Mm. have people who could hold me up and being in that environment and meeting you and some of the other teachers that were there, like I knew from then on it was a choice. That's beautiful. So you knew that what was a choice? Like the way that I would most of the way that my life would be from then on because I wow. now knew that was available. That's powerful. And then it, before I didn't really know that it was available, I felt like it was, but I just had never been around it. So then being around, it was like, oh my gosh, it felt like mm. I could breathe. Well, I just got chills. That's cool. So why did you say yes to all that? To going? Yeah. And I know this needs an explanation, but for me, it comes <laughs> down to just like intuitively knowing mm. of I had, I remember, I always get this feeling when something's like a yes for me and it feels like this, it literally, literally it feels like a balloon gets blown up in my chest of just like expansiveness. <laughs> cool. And I had that feeling. I also knew that there were possibility for me to meet people who were also like me. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I mean, I was struggling so much. I knew I needed to do more work than what I had been taught through the work that I was doing mm-hmm. in the clinic. Like I knew it meant more than that. Mm. So, and that seemed like cool. opportunity to have like actual workshops where I could sit and like dive into the things and have people help me unpack things that I just didn't really have. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine you being in that same, I mean, hopefully you wouldn't be in that same job, but just I in probably, that environment. I probably would have. Really? I, mean, I think, I mean, maybe, just because I love helping people mm. and I was really good at it. And I was able to have huge breakthroughs with people that just like seeing people change that much impacted me so much that I was willing to suffer at the same time, suffer at the same cost. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, belly boo. What about you? <laughs> what about me? Why'd you say yes to all the fears, all the questions? I think for me, I had actually had, I came from a different place of, I had done so much work on myself. So yeah, the codependency, you can Mm -hmm. talk about that for a sec. Yeah. So it was two years before the retreat was when I started. You did two years of 
so it was called codependence anonymous right well that's when i started working on myself i had been in coda for a year exactly when the retreat Mm. happened i think yeah i'm getting the dates mixed up whatever i'd gone for a long time Mm -hmm. and yeah so it started with like a solid year of therapy and i was really doing work on codependency in all relationships whenever i say that out loud people think i'm like stuck with one person they're like who are you codependent with but codependency is just behaviors that show up in relationships of all forms and so I was working on healthier ways of being and it started through therapy and um yeah the work I was doing was actually work on codependency without knowing it Mm -hmm. and then I eventually was led to going to these meetings and working on that and Um, it had just been kind of a time that I felt like I was like, like a butterfly coming out of a chrysalis. And I, for so long was like, you know, for, in my own unhealthy ways, I was the one that like made sure everyone else was okay and everyone in my family was okay. And so I never felt like I could leave. And, Mm. um... It was also really scary to like put myself first ever. Mm. And I remember being on a walk with this woman who I would go on walks with frequently and shout out to Robin. Right? Robin. Yeah. And Emma, do you need a blanket? No. I was gonna say, okay. Just want to make sure we're all good. We're all, we all comfy. And I said, Robin, I think I want to do this. I think I want to do that. And I bounced some ideas off of it, her, off of her. And one of them was a retreat. The other one was moving all the scary unknowns that were coming. And she was like, it's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Cause she also doesn't talk like that. She's like, it's time that you put yourself first and just like soar and take off and mm. be 25 and experience all of that and that's like exactly how I felt and so for her to validate that was like amazing for me and just gave me the support that I was like okay I can go I can do these things and it really was never my job to take care of everyone else I just made it my job and um in the end like now six months later from the retreat it's like everyone around me family members friends everyone is doing better because i'm not taking care of them oh wow i love that yeah so it turned out better than i thought like everything like everything that we've talked about yeah um now i mean slightly shifting gears but kind of not what is because you both have done a lot of remembering will you talk about a childhood experience or a childhood knowing or a childhood gift that has that has made more sense and you know whether it's spiritually intuitively energetic because as you both have lived together i think both of you living together this has helped going to the retreat different communities like it's not just one thing it's a combination of things um but what have you guys been remembering and just like 
about yourselves? Whatever comes up when I ask that question. Let me go. This is kind of fun, actually, because I was, I just texted my mom this today. Ooh. Is, like, I've always, when I was little, I, all I wanted to do was play house and be very, like, nurturing and that's all I ever wanted to do. It was all I did with all my dolls, with all my preschool friends and boyfriends and everyone and for a long time it was like I shoved that away the nurturing point or what yeah and the like and maybe it was just an age thing or something but it's like you know your greatest gifts are also maybe sometimes can harm you yeah for sure so it was that type of a thing and like the same comes with like when I was young, my mom said one friend would be leaving and the next would already be ringing the doorbell. Like they would pass each other probably on my driveway because I was never alone. I was always with friends. I was always playing. And then through like some of my work of like working on myself, all those things started to be like, oh, so that's why I can never be alone or oh, mm-hmm. so that's why. You know, like, there was just some, like, weird shame around being, like, I want to have that motherly thing. Like, it just felt not... I just felt like a weird thing to show about myself. Was that nurturing? So, pre-work or or during work? Just, like, up until recently. Just, like, in my life in general. So, always? Yeah. I mean, it. it's hard to hide. Like, people would be like, yeah, I see that you're nurturing or whatever. Yeah, right. Because, like, in your relationships, I'd be shocked if you... You could call that codependency. You could call mm-hmm. it nurturing, whatever. And that's what I mean is, like, it got all messy and confusing because it was, like, for a few years or a handful of years when I was becoming aware of these things, it was, like, in a way that felt like the thing that got me to the bad place, the codependent place. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I've, okay, so it's like a pendulum swing. Yeah. When I found out like, oh, all these things are why I'm this way. Okay, well, then I swung to the opposite end to try to compensate. And it's like when things come down into the middle, then you can like really appreciate it and like use it but not abuse it. And so now I'm embracing that those sides of myself again. Mm -hmm. And... You have a lot of intuitive gifts too. Mm-hmm. A lot. <laughs> Do you have any that stick out that you want to share? Or like a moment? Because I feel like you didn't really have the opportunity to embrace or showcase or expand into those in mm-hmm. your old life. It's not wrong or bad. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. Does any experience stick out in your head of like, like a really cool moment of like your intuitiveness? This one's kind of like depressing, but I could do it. (laughs) I mean, whatever you feel called to share. It was like, so when I was 21, I had this bump in my throat Mm. and 
I was healthy. I was everything. And then I went to the doctor and they felt it. And it just like, I thought it was a sore throat. Long story short, it was thyroid cancer. And I remember like laying there myself, like before I'd tested it or told people and stuff. And like, I just already knew. Like, that's why when I found out, like, it was... You already knew that you... I already knew, like, it was cancerous. Mm. But it, but it's, like, those moments that, like, I think that intuitive knowing is my way of, like, being alone with myself. Huh. Because it's, like, yeah, I don't need to go probably spend, like, hours and hours and hours a week or a day alone because I'm really connected to that intuitive knowing. And, like, I hear those answers as they come. And that's why, yeah, I guess when I got those news, I just remember being like, yeah, I know. But you felt okay with it? Yeah. Because I also knew I would be just fine. That's cool. It's just like, my intuition is just like a little like protective friend. (laughs) For sure. I love that. Well, thank you. Emma, what about you? So the remembering piece. It's easy to get on tangents here. <laughs> the remembering piece like from childhood? Or just, yeah, what do you feel called to share about? What have you remembered about yourself? Or what have you come into yourself? Mm-hmm. What layers have you shed? Um, so the thing that I'm like thinking about is I always like as a kid, I always would have like really high level conversations with adults Mm -hmm. about feelings. And it's funny when I think about it now, because when I hear like my family tell stories about me, they always tell stories about like, you were just like the most dramatic storyteller and you would Mm -hmm. show up and you would tell us things about other people. And it was always big and dramatic. And I adopted this story that I myself was dramatic and it created a lot of, as I got older, like distrust in myself because when I would have intuitive feelings or just like knowings, it was always like, I have this feeling, but also I'm really dramatic. So I'm probably making this feeling more dramatic. Mm. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've come out of recently of stories from childhood and nobody like said dramatic in like a dooming like super Mm -hmm. dismissive kind of way it was just like i like oh there's emma's stories again Mm. you know so yeah i love that well no (laughs) and that and i'm also referring to even like your spiritual gifts you're (laughs) trusting more and more and more Mm. so this is funny so i went to college in oklahoma and was like deep in like my religion and my church and I led like groups and stuff with my friends and bible studies and all my friends were like and I were were very 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 much in that space and so but I I always like unconsciously would like describe the vibe of a room to my people in the way of like I mean not even intentionally I would just be like "Mm, the vibe feels weird and that was just the only word that I had for it And it's funny now because back then they would always like make jokes about like, 
oh, like ask Emma what the vibe is or like Emma's going to tell us the vibe is like this, this or this or mm. the vibe of a person is a certain way. And now I just realized I was like, le- like waking up to I could intuitively feel what was going on in different situations and with different people and especially like at houses. And even my mom, when I was younger, with like when we would drive by a house, I would just I would say like, oh, that house is haunted. Hmm. Or whenever we would house shop, my mom would be like, she would kind of like look at me and be like, oh, is this house haunted too? And I'd be like, yeah, I won't go in. And I would stand in the yard and I wouldn't oh, go in. Oh, you would. Yeah. And I, I felt it so strongly. And so now I'm aware that that's a gift and it's something I do believe every single person has intuitive mm-hmm. abilities. And I think that it's a thousand percent a muscle that you like you grow and build trust with and as you do that it gets stronger and so for me most of the work last year that I did was intuitively like trusting and learning how to like build that relationship with myself and let that guide me and it's still what I'm doing now but in a little bit of a different way that I'm learning a lot about currently Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool I love all of that. What are some simple, maybe not simple is the right word, but just um, digestible tidbits. Like when you guys look at your routines or your not necessarily, like I'm not saying like quote unquote morning routine, Mm -hmm. rituals, things that you love, like warm, juicy yumminess (laughs) that like are precious to you that have helped you step into this place or practice that muscle? Because I believe, yes, everyone has intuition. The lie is that we all don't, like we all do for sure. We all have an internal guidance system and a higher levels of, you know, guiding us. So what are some of those things that have helped you guys tune more into that or the practice of it in listening and saying yes and just going and following it? I feel like I have a handful of things that kind of help me get into that place of where I can listen. It's mostly started from my body feelings Mm. and just like listening to like, I would, I would always have like a gut feeling about something. And that was the only way I could describe it of like, I would have this feeling in my gut that was either like a for sure, like hell no to something if it didn't feel right or I would have that feeling in my chest that was like oh this is like feels good to me and it took me a while to even like realize that but I think for me leaning into intuition started by listening to the way my body would respond to things mm. and now I have practices like for me prayer is like the thing that connects me the most and that puts me in a space of where I'm like ready to listen ready to receive whether it's from like my guides or source or my angels or whatever it is if I get into a quiet space and I'm sitting and I'm just like okay I'm ready to hear what needs to be heard I usually it comes through like so quick and just trusting that even when it feels crazy Mm. that feels like yeah. Well, you have some crazy, quote unquote, crazy dreams. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. Dreams. Dreams are different, though. It's less. 
when I go into a dream space, it's less that I have an intuitive feeling. It's just like this huge like knowing from my team like on the other side that's like, here's the information you need to know. Mm-hmm. And then it comes through and it's feels different than a normal dream because it feels it feels so real like I'm actually in another place and I wake up and I can remember every single detail and this is rare about dreams but I can remember of those kinds of dreams I remember every single detail I remember what it feels like what the light feels like what I'm hearing what I'm told like the whole story and yeah yeah which is wild Bell, did I tell you about the dream that she I told you about the dream she had about me one time, right? When I met your higher self? Yeah, when you mm-hmm. met my higher mm-hmm. self. You know that, right? Do you know? If not, you can tell it quickly because I think that's cool. Okay, you want me to tell the whole story, but quickly? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> um, hold on. Let me kind of get there. So I had a dream. I was sleeping at a friend's house and... In this dream, I was alone in this. Okay, so in real life, I was going to the airport the next morning at like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., something like that. And in my dream, I woke up and I saw um, this man at the end of my bed. And I wasn't afraid. It just was so clear that he was there. And I could see him perfectly. And he basically says like, hey, like I have information for you. It's really important that you let some of these things go and I was like some of what things go like I feel like I'm in a pretty good place right now mm-hmm. and he tells he takes me to this place where I see different images of parts of my life that I needed to heal and I'd never actually like been in those scenarios before so it felt odd to me and when I came out of that place the man was standing to my right like or like sitting um, beside my bed on my right and I looked at him and I just knew that it was like Ben's higher self like everything in me was like oh my gosh, are you Ben? Mm -hmm. And he, (laughs) and he (laughs) nodded and was like, yes, I'm Ben, but Ben won't remember me the way that you are remembering me right now. And I was like, already thinking like, I can't, like, this is so cool. And I knew I was in a dream. So I was like, I can't wait to wake up and like tell Ben about Mm -hmm. this dream. And he told me like, you, you can tell Ben, all the details but he just won't remember me the way that you remember me right now and he told me so ben your higher Mm -hmm. self told me um about all the work that we do that goes beyond like our earth experience and Mm. how it's not coincidental that we are like building a friendship the way that we are and the work that goes beyond that is something that's happened for a millennia of time and yeah, there were, I mean, there was so much in that dream. I think I sent you like a seven-minute voice mm-hmm. note describing you wake the whole up thing. in the dream? Yeah, so I woke up in the dream, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to go tell Ben. And I got up out of my bed, and I saw Ben in the hallway, like you mm-hmm. now. And I was like, Ben, I had this dream about you. This is what happened, yada, yada, yada. And you go, oh, that's so cool, but I'm not going to remember I'm not going to remember the way that you remember. And I was like, what do you mean? Mm. And you were like, well, cause this is a dream too. <laughs> and I said, no, <laughs> this is not a dream. I'm standing and looking at my feet. Like That's I'm so not cool. in a dream. And you were like, we kind of had a little bit of an argument about it. You were like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're dreaming. And, and then literally 
I was like, okay, mm. I got to tell Ben about this. And right then I woke up wow. and I sent Ben a voice note before I did anything else. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm awake this time. <laughs> it was amazing. That's so cool. Even thank you for sharing that. Cause even we could even make the argument that this existence is somewhat, mm-hmm. you know, a video game or the matrix or whatever. So it's funny that even within the dream, I was saying like, I'm not going to remember. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I love that. And we left out the most important part is that you said I looked like George. Clooney. Oh, I forgot. He did. You guys, his higher <laughs> self literally looked just like George Clooney. <laughs> so I know that was my favorite part. I was like, so we have something to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Older. But, and, and the higher version, high self version of Ben was probably like, I don't know, 45, 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. George Clooney esque was great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Definitely. Thank you. All right, uh, Belle. What are what are those rituals or like those practices to get you aligned with your intuition and that knowing? So my experience with it is a little different than Emma's where it's not. Which is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all different. <laughs> it's not like I sit and get in a place and it comes to me there. Mm-hmm. It's like when I am doing X, Y, and Z, which I'll say, then in life, I hear the voice. So mine is in motion. Oh, cool. And um, for me, I guess like the grounding practices are like trying to get myself in a state of flow Mm -hmm. in my life. And so I'm... I mean, I'm a bath girl. <laughs> yeah, you love the bath. That I take like one to two baths a day. You've taken three baths in one day. I take three baths. What's on the most Saturday. of you ever taken in a day? I think it was like five. I was sick, so if I'm sick, I'll just like live in the bath all day. But um, yeah, I love my bath and always have. So that is like a must. That's like breathing to me. Mm. And I definitely feel like I jumped or not jumped. I got to a different place after the Dr. Joe Dispenza course for Mm -hmm. sure. And that meaning like through meditation, connecting in that way also, that's just like a bonus. Um, what was actually, can I ask you about, so Dr. Joe, obviously it's a week long. You're mm -hmm. just like in that and it's all day. It's all day. Yeah. Like so many hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but when I compare it to like our retreats and just so everyone knows, like you both are going to be at the next retreat in Sedona Mm -hmm. facilitating, helping all the fun things, um, leading and, but I feel like you have, and tell me, just tell me the difference of the retreat experiences. Not one is worse, better, but just the difference. Um, the flow of this has like a few days the same. And then the sh- schedule kind of changes where like Dr. Joe's was like, get up. We all started with like, so you meditate at least three times a day. Mm-hmm. And 
it's weird when you're in meditation because like I'm pretty sure they were like an hour something each for the first couple days but I mean it feels like 15 minutes it's so weird yeah so it's intensive intensive the well that's your opinion well no I'm saying intensive is like deep like, oh yeah yeah like yeah. that's typically when you use the word intensive, yeah yeah, right? yeah like in depth oh intensive yeah, yeah. I thought you meant intense intense no no the opposite of tense exactly yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's so much time and space to just like explore the whole week you're there. and um, So you meditate and then come out and then he kind of speaks to the audience. Mm-hmm. A w- workshop kind of, I guess. And then you meditate again, workshop again, meditate again, go home. And then you're meditating by how many hours by the end of the week? Oh, I don't know. I didn't add it up. But, but- like... The oh, the week, oh the, medit- by the end of the week. Yeah. yeah, so you do the pineal gland meditation at the end, the last t- two or three mornings, and they're four and a half hour meditations. Yeah, so... Straight. Right. So, yeah, so ours is not a meditation retreat. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what is the... The difference? I mean, I feel like we've already covered the difference even just by covering that. Well, at your retreat, there's mm-hmm. a lot of... um. I'll just say this because I didn't know when I was coming to the retreat Mm -hmm. is like, yeah, you meet everyone. And in the first couple hours, all of a sudden you're like already grounded and close and everyone's Mm -hmm. settling in and you feel like, I mean, you all, you know, you only have X amount of time. And so it's just kind of like, let's all go in and I'll do this all in together. And then yeah, you're getting closer. Like you are, yeah, you're building relationships Mm -hmm. surprisingly quickly and deeply yeah and i like how at yours there is flow also you're very aware of like having some work having some play having it's not some just bang bang or like work working. right it's not like yeah yeah it just it spices up enough and there's different things to do and this retreat is going to be so cool in the space that it is in mm-hmm. um doing workshops but also able to really like take the time to explore whatever your intention is that you come with. Yeah. Very, yeah, definitely special and sacred. This experience would be, um, and I know you say what, Emma? Oh, I said I yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Emma, will you share actually just the difference? Cause earlier today you were telling me about how this one feels different already than the ones we've done. Like again, like everything is leading up to this one perfectly. Like, all the experiences and stuff that we've already had have bring us to this point and of course the other ones and everything's building on each other but how does this one feel to you well this one is can i say the thing yes this one is cool for me because when i met ben a year ago i was going as an int- attendee obviously i'd never mm-hmm. had that experience before then at the one in austin i kind of was there as like the person who was like on the leadership side, but I was more so just taking care of people and making sure everybody had what they needed. And that was a cool moment because it felt like, oh, I'm on the other side. But now it's cool because first of all, Arizona to me is like supercharged for my like energetic body. Mm -hmm. It's like, that is my hub. (laughs) And to be in Sedona, which is first of all, just like such a sacred, magical, healing, beautiful, powerful place in itself 
for sure. Like no doubt there's something about the energetic grid of that place that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And, but now just like going with Ben and Belle and I will like also be helping teach workshop, mm-hmm. do some things um, on that end feels so just like incredible to feel that growth but also the entire energy of this retreat to me feels so like lovely and healing Mm -hmm. and sacred and just that it's gonna be I feel that this retreat particularly is going to be a place where people really truly do experience deep healing and the word that comes up is just like a magical way. Like I just feel that it's going to be so in flow and I think obviously like the three of us like have just like so much love between us in general and I think when you get on that frequency and you're in coherence in that way, in leadership i think it creates just an amazing space for people to come and feel welcome and loved and get to see that that's something that they can experience and create for themselves as well i love that actually thank you for bringing that up and also bell can talk about coherence too but is that literally when you talk about yeah even the three of us and like some of the people that i already know are coming that's also another thing you know like making sure that the right people come and Mm -hmm. that always happens but um is yeah just literally like it's not even about like i mean yeah we're gonna have cool workshops activities relaxation you're in a beautiful place nature amazing people awesome location like house and stuff but it's really just like you said the frequency Mm -hmm. and like what's between us and most of the work honestly is just kind of like the dream of what you said with me and you is there's so much happening but beyond this lifetime or beyond this physical body and that's what has that's what's going to happen in this retreat what i've seen in you know working with one-on-one clients is so much of that activation and remembering is literally just stepping into that space Mm -hmm. when you step into that space with people who are clear coherent like you just get activated and it's just like it's an like an automatic like upgrade like up level (laughs) And so that's what I feel is going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, loving, lovely, warm, sacred. Magical. The word sacred. Yeah, magical. I have a word. Bell, word. My word is safe. Safe. Yeah. Incredible safety. Mm-hmm. Safe space. Safe environment. Safe people to hold whatever comes up. Yeah, and whether it's this retreat, like if you're listening to this in the future for in the long future or whatever um but that's you're listening to this at the right time too true you know? but what other as we close what else is on your guys heart as you feel as you feel called to share it could be something completely unrelated or related or on topic not on as you as you ponder and feel into it Mm. yeah just thank you guys so much like this was cool why i love this so much is of course like us three connecting and like zooming out and seeing like and connecting the dots of course you know we talked other good things about retreats and other retreats and other community and investing in yourself but just like how everything is happening better than we think it is and 
it's everything that everything's happening design by design for us like we really like we know best but we don't know best at the same time um we really do mm. and then but it really comes down to surrender we try so hard to do this thing but then it happens so easily and it's preparing us for something and so it's just cool to see and how all of this experiences happen so beautifully and how we are also always still practicing like walking that path of surrender flow ease and trusting that intuition and those callings and knowings so thank you i love you both dearly love you mm-hmm. do you want me to take yeah just, just okay say your thing. i did think of something actually um the thing that I feel is to share is just that not to be afraid of change Mm. and of growth. And I think when you step into a container of going to like a retreat like this or anything, you know, any, anything that you feel called to do that feels big and scary or like it's going to be a big change, like that is a catalyst for growth and it can be scary but it's also so important. It's a calling. It is such a calling. And I fully believe that every person that comes to this retreat and gets to be in community in this way is going to experience so much change and so much healing. And that is the growth that is going to like catapult you into living the life that you want to be living. I love that. Yeah. And Again, like, yeah, any, you already said this, but anything else you're called to. Yeah. This can apply to anything and everything. Mm-hmm. The thing that keeps coming up for me is something that I've worked more recently on is surrendering and just like an open heart is what I've felt. Yeah. And that surrendering in the form of like, like Ben kind of touched on is like when I'm in coherence and that means like the thoughts that are coming into my brain work their way down into my heart, which is the feelings. And it just feels like a, like a wave, like it'll like flush in through my brain and then crash in my heart and Mm. That's kind of how all thoughts come through now, but I lived so long from a place of control that like thinking about moving and thinking about all the changes that have happened in a year for me, it's like it would never have turned out this beautifully if I didn't surrender if you didn't, tr- if you tried to control everything, it wouldn't have happened this way. Would never have happened this way, like as hard as I could have tried. Mm-hmm. And there's a sweet spot between having that like desire in a manifesting way, mm-hmm. and then surrendering. So that's kind of been like, oh, I know I want to move. Okay, where or like just little things where I put it up there and then allow it to come in and um, it's a, it's a big shift to then just like sit in appreciation of all the beauty around you. Cause it's like so overwhelmingly beautiful mm. and that's how I feel right now. 
<laughs> I love that. Well, thank you both for being in my life. I already said this, and you know, I'll say it behind the scenes a ton, but um, yeah, thank you so much for being in my life. Like you guys have both enhanced my life incredibly. Like we talked a lot about you, but I just wanted to make sure it's known that you both have impacted me um, and continue to do so a lot. So thank you. You're welcome. We love you. All right, y'all. We out of here. All righty, y'all. I'm sure you are now connected and in love with Belle and Emma. So make sure you go connect with them on Instagram. I put their handles in the description so you can go check them out and send them a message saying that you connected with their story or something they said. That would be super dope. And if you want to go to the retreat, if you want to join us in this magical, spiritual, sacred experience, go to feeling-free.com slash events or just go to the there's a link in the description so you can go sign up by now there's about half of the spaces left or even less so make sure you go do that if you feel called don't wait go do it i'm so excited to see you in person it's going to be amazing all right y'all i'll see you soon